BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What it means to me to be a Chicago Bear, it's an easy question. It means everything to me. It means rich tradition, um, black and blue division, defense, legends, linebackers. The history of it. I mean, I'm a big history guy, so understanding this was one of the first franchises just kind of blows my mind, honestly, that I was able to be a part of that. The city, uh, just the, the nostalgia of playing for a storied franchise, the storied franchise of the running back position with guys like Gail Sayers and Walter Payton and being able to follow in those footsteps. So being a bear means everything. I mean, what more can you say? Welcome into the Under Center Podcast, which is presented by the Sprinkler Fitters Union Local 281. I'm Lawrence Holmes, joined by former Bears, Olin Krutz, Matt Forte, Lance Briggs, and Alex Brown. The Bears lost their game in London to the Raiders 24-21. Um, I All throughout the week on the radio show, I was talking a little bit about how I felt like Oakland was a little bit better than people were expecting. Even with that, I don't know I was expecting them to come out and run the ball uh, the way that they did. Olin, why were they so successful against the Bears' defense? Well, first of all, I, I will confirm that. Last week I said, well, they got Oakland next week, and you were like, they're better than they think. Lawrence was – and I thought Lawrence was crazy, which he is, but he was right. <laughs> um, <laughs> crazy. The run game now today, uh, they, they matched up well first and foremost, versus the Bears' defensive line anyway. That was their strength coming into the game was Josh Jacobs and their offensive front running the ball. If they could stay in, you know, second and short and third and short, they'd be all right against the pass rush, right? But uh, Akeem Hicks goes, goes down, really hurts them. Now you got Trent Brown and good at right guard, double-teaming Jonathan Harris up to Trevathan, and Lance Brace can speak better than I can when your D-tackle's in your lap all game. It's hard to make plays as a linebacker. Very hard to be effective. Um, very hard to be effective. You, you know, your luck is you want to be able to play downhill so that you can take uh, the double team off of your, uh, your zero, your three techs, and your D line in your interior. But uh, if you're playing in your laps, you're going to get trapped on one side, but you're, the hole's going to be on the other side. So you're now creating lanes for your uh, running, the running, running back. I thought, you, I, I thought you were going to come in on this you know, one. I mean, it was just always tough playing against uh, an offensive line that was just so much bigger than you. Um, well coached. Say again? And well coached. Yes, and, we, and, that's, and that's what us being uh, – we were a gap defense. So you just get in your gap and go, and, that, and it was hard. With this defense, they were undersized, and they're still 
um, being held accountable for Too being good. a gap and a half. Mm-hmm. And that's I, I think that was a that was the tough part. They that averaged three thirty really all the way across and, that line. Uh, and, 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 yes. and, and, and and they're good, right? I mean and, they and, are. And, and and Eddie Goldman, who dominated last week, he goes against Rodney Hudson, mm-hmm. who's one of the highest paid centers in the game for a reason. And and there you're going to have more stalemates than you're used to with Eddie Goldman, right? Yeah. And and as a center, I always thought that going against a good nose guard where they depended on him a lot, like they had to today, if I could get a stalemate 67% of the game, Mm-hmm. You know, and get double teams on everybody else and block him one on one. Yeah, th- then it gives our team a big advantage. Hell yeah! So that's and I and I wanted to say that um, about when we face a really good um, center from this point moving forward. Is Eddie Goldman really the well? Uh, Khalil Mack is great. Akeem Hicks is a great player, but is Eddie Goldman the heartbeat of the team? Because you, if you can block him with one person. Mm-hmm. That slows this defense down a lot like it did today. It well, you really made a great point earlier in the after show when you said that you thought that zone cut system was messing mm-hmm. with them. And i got to go back and take a look at the game film. But Eddie Goldman, I thought when I was watching, it started to play two or three yards off the ball. Mm-hmm. Worried about that cut. Yep. Right? Yep. Where, and, and look, the refs weren't calling him. Some of it was a chop block. Yes, it was. You know, Hudson mm-hmm. was on him and, mm-hmm. and Incognito was yep. cutting his he legs get, out. Gets Got in called your head. once. Gets yep. in your head, right? Yep. And these guys started backing up and backing up because they were getting cut. So, look, as an offensive lineman, even if you're borderline illegal, you want to get in a defensive lineman's head. No question. I'm looking at the stats and the, the game breakdown now. I haven't made it all the way through, but I'll count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times that Oakland ended up in second and five or shorter. Mm. Matt, what's it like when you're running the ball so well on first down, you get to go back to second and medium or second and short in the huddle. That's the goal. You know, offensive coordinators always talk about that is to get to second and and short or second and five and less than that because then the playbook's wide open. It gives them the leeway to call run or play action or screens. Pat, like you can re- literally call anything. And so when you get into that, and they were at that that many times, you could see that on first down they were running it. And even if when the defense knew they were going to run it, they were kind of just pushing them off the ball, and they were getting a lot of push up front. Kudos to their O-line. They had, like you guys said, those big offensive linemen getting those double teams up to the linebackers. And when you're, uh, you got the young rookie who had his first 100-yard game in, in Jacobs, he was back there just kind of reading the flow of the defense and picking his hole and, and making his, his cut. So when you, when you listen to what Matt's saying, you listen to what Olin's saying, he kind of put it together. And you got the guys worried about that cut block, so they're backing up maybe a yard and a half. And now they're already getting that push. Before you know it, hell, you're three yards back. And they ain't done anything. Matt's as a running back, you've ran four plus yards and you ain't been touched yet. You're riding away. So and yes, you're gonna end up in those second and five or less more times than not. And the, and hell, sec, second and two is second and three is the for defense mm. is the hardest thing you can't they can run it and just get the first down, but that play action will kill you because yeah. you're holding for the run you think is going to be run. Now he has five, six seconds back there. Like we <coughs> mentioned earlier, there was only one quarterback pressure, quarterback hit, I'll say. <laughs> Beat his guy one-on-one, and he got a hit on car. That was it. That wasn't the defense that we had seen two weeks prior to two, the two games before. They were all over the quarterback 
five plus sacks and we just didn't see it today. And I think it had a lot to do with how the Raiders were able to control the line of scrimmage and run the football. And, they, and you know, play action. They, they ran a lot mm-hmm. of boots, a lot of boots, um, um, boots with the quick throws right off of the right off of the boots, too. So game planning wise, you know, their coaches had a great game plan today. Mm-hmm. You know, they were very effective. And, you know, some of the announcers said it, too. But um, but the if nothing else on a team that's especially trying to bounce back one of the things that you really want to be known for is be a well-coached team mm. you know because you're you're trying to change the culture anyway was that the first time when y'all played in london was that the first time you went to london it was that the first time i'd ever been that in london? you had ever been to london no yeah no for me, yes yeah. so so my question i guess is because you did mention like a lot of things y'all did outside of football, right? So you're going to see different stuff and going going to different monuments. You want to see this stuff. How do you stay focused on the game? Because it really throws off your Look, your weekly regimen. Matt had a huge game. Mm-hmm. Matt had a huge yep. game. I ended up having a pick uh, that game, mm-hmm. big pick that game. Uh, me, you, Peanut, and Black went on a – we went somewhere – different you know to do an extra interview um we played cricket mm-hmm. you know every, all of us batted this and that but you didn't but forget to play football right right when, okay when we had to go play football we played football yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what that don't change. that's what professionals do like you you're a professional football mm-hmm. player mm-hmm. you know what you're there for yeah you know you're not there to, to have tea and crumpets and right. you know play around and go see yeah. the sights and all that stuff i mean it's nice to go do uh something else outside just to kind of get Was out of Bay good that year out of the um Tampa Bay, were they good that year? <laughs> no, nah, they, they're we only good in 2002. That's it. They had a massive O-line. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need I got to look up this Tampa team, man. <laughs> we need to take a, a quick timeout here on the Under yeah, Center the podcast. When we come back, we're going to talk about Chase Daniel and where the Bears stand at the bye week. For monster coverage of the monsters of the Midway, download the My Teams app by NBC Sports. Keep the Bears at your fingertips every day of the week. Download the app today. Welcome back into the Under Center Podcast. Lawrence Holmes here with a, a cast of ex-Bears. Olin Krutz, Matt Forte, Lance Briggs, and Alex Brown, the football after show crew. How did you guys think Chase Daniel played? Hmm. I thought he played winning football for – I really did – I'm not a big fan of the QBR, the quarterback rating. I think you can throw a lot of short passes and get a high QB rating with just completions. But I think he put the team in position to win. He had some errant throws. He did. Um, but he also had some pretty good throws. Um, not just to the Robinson. touchdowns. Not just the touchdowns. There were some, some good throws throughout the game. So, uh, for, for Chase... I think he had a pretty a, a decent game. I think he had a pretty good game for Chase. Chase, it, I'm not looking at Chase to be my franchise quarterback. So if Mitch has the same game, I don't think that's a good game for Mitch. I think Mitch, there's a higher ceiling. I think he he has to play better. I don't think you can see it the same way. That, that that's just me. Mm. Uh. I disagree. Um, <laughs> I think, um, you know, the errant throws are one thing, but there were some throws that shouldn't have been made, you know, and those were the bad decisions. Yeah, he had some good throws. He did some he did some things, but um, I think the pressure got to him a bit, and the pressure got to him, and, uh, and for much of the game, he wasn't effective. Uh, you know, the, the Raiders were able to get off the field a whole lot. Um, so, you know, um, as far as his grading or how I rate him, I think he was middle of the road. 
I think there was I think there was one thing that I thought Chase couldn't do today, and that was have a turnover and give him a short field. And he did that, and they got seven off of that. And if you, and if you look at the end score, and obviously there's way more to the game, mm-hmm. but I think if you're Chase Daniel, and you're the backup quarterback, and you're the guy who knows the offense, and you go to London, and you're playing the Raiders, the one thing you have to tell yourself is no turnovers. And he threw that ball. And listen, uh, Kyle Long was in his was in his face. But if you can't see the middle of the field, then get out of the pocket and throw it away. Mm-hmm. Don't give them 24 yards to score a touchdown on your defense, right? Don't you 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 pretty much gave them seven points. And to me, that was the one he couldn't throw the bad interception today, and he did it. Mm-hmm. So did he play? Did he did he did they score? Did they score three touchdowns in the third quarter and take the lead? And is there the 97 yard drive? And is there all of this going on? And and the and the roughing the punter and, and, and all this stuff that's going on, yes. But if you just ask me about Chase Daniel, there was one thing I think he was asked not to do today, and that he lost the Giants game with three turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. Fumbled the ball and threw two picks, threw the pick to Alec Ogletree, ended up on the one-yard line, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. and threw a pick to Alec Ogletree when they're in, like, the 10-yard line yeah. where they're going in to score, right? So he does it again today. And, and to me, that, that starts to worry me about a guy like that. You've been around too long. Finish league till you know what your shortcomings are. Don't throw the ball over the middle of the field if you can't see it. Don't do it. And don't give him 24 yards to walk in the end zone for seven points. Yeah. Yeah, I think everything has pretty much been said about him is uh, that it, it is in his 11th year kind of weird that he would throw the ball over the middle like that. And mm-hmm. that, that was just like a, you know, you can, you can see if a ball gets tipped and things like that. But that throw did it for me where it was like, yeah, that's, that's not good. And, uh, you know, two picks. Was it was gonna be three on that screenplay because that was a, mm-hmm. a bad one too. On two they of those three, out. again, Kyle, on, right? Kyle on two of those three, yeah. Right. yeah, he was getting smoked mm-hmm. on that screen on a screenplay. Yeah. Alex, he was getting smoked. Before you would he got agree rid of the ball. if 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 you put Chase Daniel on your team. Yes, those are the mistakes. Even under he pressure, can't make. you're asking him not to make. I, I'd rather I, I'd rather him take the sack. Yeah. I'd rather him take yeah, a throw the ball away. Yep. Throw the ball. Do, throw the ball. If, if you can't get the screen, throw it in the ground. We'll, we'll, we'll run you, the third down or we'll run the second down, whatever that is. You can't just well, throw it blindly over But you knew when you the, drafted him that he was going to be – that is 40. But we, we, his 40 time was, was 5-1. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we knew. Looking at Chase, you're not having him on your team as a backup for his athletic ability. and It's more of his decision-making as a quarterback and being smart, knowing the offense and not – making those turnovers that yep. some guys make yes. when you fall short. As so when grading up. him, just like what Olin said, when grading him, you have to look at what you, what are you looking from, for from him? And if he doesn't grade out well there, as far as decision-making, that like what Matt says, you, like it's hard to give him a good grade, but you look at what he did, he had the two picks. Don't, I grade, don't you grade every quarterback the same? They have the same, same grade? I, I don't believe so. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that um, Lamar Jackson has a. You grade him the same way as you would grade a Tom Brady. I don't. I don't. But think there's so. a. There should be like a point system, and there's a point system that you add enough points, it should make equal to some success. success Lamar Jackson right? can have a really, really good game at 11 and a 13, and he runs for 150 yards. Tom Brady's not going to do that. Sure. So you can't grade Tom Brady on his. Rushing attempts or rushing Jackson, yards. But how consistent has Lamar Jackson been in the NFL yet? He's been in the NFL. He's played. One, one thing I wonder games. about Chase Lawrence is I wonder <laughs> if, if you guys agree, 
his um <laughs> his is his weakness his is his biggest weakness is when I watch him do interviews and stuff. He's a very confident guy. Seems to mm-hmm. seems to almost want to impress you with his knowledge of the game, which is, you know, he's, he played under Drew Brees. He you know played for the Chiefs. He's had a lot of good coaches, Sean Payton, and played at the Eagles. And but I wonder if his problem is he thinks he's better than he is, that he thinks, you know, I, I can make this throw. I mean, I, I, you know, like he said, he said, well. He, he'll give you a whole dissertation about that last interception, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the guy rolled down and he rolled off, and I thought I saw what I saw, and threw a guy under the I, bus and then took this, credit this, for it, and then, then tried to cover I, it up I, with I his never, own mess. I never hear that, that from or see that type of confidence from the guy that we want to be the franchise quarterback. Never. Where's that confidence? That where's his confidence? Where's his? He can take me through a play. But what I mean, he's telling you is that it might be false it's, it's, confidence. It's, it's false confidence, right? Agree. He believes in himself, but it's he believes in himself, and there's too nothing much. wrong with that. I'm just saying, there's nothing wrong with that. Just, I think when you go into that game, if I'm the head coach for the Chicago Bears, if we're just talking about Chase Daniel, okay, Chase, to give us a chance today, no interceptions, not no turnovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think, don't throw the ball over the middle field unless you really know what's there especially on our side of the field, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially on – like that was the last – after playing against the Giants last year, that was the last play I thought I would see him make today mm-hmm. was that throw over that field. That was the last thing – I like if I'm a coach, I'm on the sideline, your again. mother comes out, mm-hmm. right? That's that, – we don't – I don't need that. And some of that's on Coach Nagy. Some of that's on – now look, I know we're not running the ball well, but damn well stick it in there and punt it away. Mm-hmm. Right, like, like keep it close, keep it to a one-score game. Mm-hmm. Let's not turn it over on this side of the field. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know that that's just that was my that's my problem with Chase. This that part of it, it's always his second. If you go to the Giants game, same thing. The second game, he makes a critical mistake. Mm-hmm. Want to run this past you guys real quick before we get done with today's pod. The next five games for the Bears: Saints at home, Chargers at home, at Eagles. Lions at home at Rams. It's a pretty tough five-game stretch, even though the Rams' defense is not very good right now. The Eagles' defense isn't that good. I mean, their passing defense is awful. They're ranked in the bottom of the league. Um, The Eagles' offense isn't playing that well um, right now. Uh, Drew Brees isn't there for the Saints. He could be back. He could be back, but is he back? Like, is he – is he is he the Drew Brees that's back? That, like that's I think those are questions, good questions to He's got a pretty good backup. Mind. I think I think I think, I think Lord, to, to Lawrence's there. point mm-hmm. though, if you look at last year and, and we keep trying to figure out who this team is mm-hmm. under Coach Nagy, they they've never faced a stretch like this. Mm-hmm. Like even though yes, yeah, so they can play with all these teams, and you're right, Alex. Uh, 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 you know Bridgewater, Eagles. You know the Eagles at home. You you would expect that offense to put up over 20 points. The Eagles at mm-hmm. home. So, the, so the, the Bears are going to have to score with them. They will. We've never seen them face teams like when they lost Mac last year, or they lost those two games, uh, uh, you know, with New England. They they had the Jets and the Bills, right? Mm-hmm. Now they've lost the game. They got a bye week, and they got this stretch of games. That, like you said, they can. These guys aren't. This is not the, the way the New England Patriots are playing now. Where mm-hmm. you're like, oh man, we have the New England Patriots at home. This is a hard. Mm-hmm. They can win it, but. A very interesting stretch for the Chicago Bears. Can I give you the the last four-game stretch, too? Mm -hmm. This is insane. Do you have to? I don't want to. (laughs) This was worrying me enough. I'm worried enough. (laughs) Cowboys, Packers, 
Chiefs Vikings. Yep. At Minnesota. Different at team. Minnesota. <coughs> you know the other the issue. End. The other issue with uh, with genius <laughs> offensive coaches. Oh no! Uh, and I oh, know it sounds personal, and I've, had, and I've had two. It is a little personal. I've had two. <laughs> I had one hey, one that took out. over. Let it one out. One that took over in college, and then uh, it, one of my last two it. years in the league. Oh yeah, we know. You that. know, the problem with it is, is you know, especially when you call the plays and it doesn't work out. Your mm-hmm. game plan doesn't work out. You typically sometimes you turn it over to the offensive coordinator. You know what I mean? So when you have a system where, you know, you put so much pressure on yourself and guys come in and they say, oh, man, we got an offensive genius. We got an offensive genius. Mm-hmm. He's our head coach now. Came from offensive genius. We got another offensive genius. Well, now that we, you know, we keep going back to teams, teams know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, teams know who you are. And things aren't necessarily working out. So every time he's like, I'm going to have to evaluate some tape and see what we, what we need to correct and what we, you know, this or that. Things aren't necessarily working out. So how do you adjust? You know, are you going to, you, you know, when you don't have the, when you're not able to say, well, I'm going to hand the reins over to our, our uh, offensive coordinator. You know, I think, you got to be accountable. I think those offensive genius, you know, kind of cliche sayings of guys kind of, they outthink themselves sometimes. Sometimes you just got to line up and you better execute better than the other team. Let's do that than trying to trick them with mm-hmm. these different formations and plays Oakland and all today. this type of stuff. Well, I mean, if you think just about line it, up right? and play well. That's yeah. exactly what Oakland did. How did Nagy get his chance, right? <coughs> there was an offensive genius in Kansas City whose offense wasn't playing well, and he let Nagy call the place. So, so should Nagy give, give the play call in a heifer? Because the offense hasn't played well for a while now. We're, we're, we're going mm-hmm. on a week six, and mm-hmm. if you count the playoff game last year, mm-hmm. and I know everybody keeps talking about the last quarter, but you only scored 15 points at home in the playoff game. Eventually, do you have to give somebody else a shot to call the place. Sometimes. So you can be the head coach and worry mm-hmm. about how do I help this team win the game. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's so. funny how when he was saying afterwards, like, oh, well, I have to look at this two different ways. I have to look at this as the head coach, and then I have to start looking at it as the, the offense. So, so I, 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 a lot of it was, and I noticed a lot of it was, I have to fix the offense. I. Mm-hmm. We. We. <clears throat> have to fix the offense. But, but it tells you, and, and I know Coach Nagy, you know, he's a, he's a team guy. What I'm saying is, what it's say, he's saying is, this is my baby. Mm-hmm. The offense is my. That's that's, that's why you hired. That's me. why you hired me. And I know. Mm-hmm. But just the way he said it was like. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's going to be swallowing a little pride. A football red this, flag. If this isn't yeah. going. If this if this continues down this road, he's going to have to swallow that pride a little bit, and get to something else. Whether that's being committed to running the football and leaning more on your defense. If that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. Shorten these games up. Keep their offense off the field. When I mean, you look at that schedule that you're talking about, if the Eagles, they're not playing well right now on offense, but they can. Wentz is a very, very good quarterback. Jordan Howard's um, having a good year. Jordan too. Howard is having a good year. Uh, you don't want to get in a shooting, a shooting match with, with the Saints. KC's down the road. I mean, it's just shorten these games. Learn how to shorten these well. games. Yeah, like it's, it, you can take a couple possessions away from these teams if you can put together um, – Put together some first downs and run the ball. Our challenges challenges are even a lot bigger than just saying sticking to the run. They got to kind of get an identity of what they want to run and what they do well Mm because it's not working out of the gun. We we see that. Yes. And then when we saw Washington, they did some power. That was like tough, hard-nosed football, Mm -hmm. and it it worked with the type of running back that 
David is. Mm-hmm. Let's line up and put him in the eye sometimes and, <laughs> and let him run downhill. Next time like we that. get a chance to be on the field, it'll be week seven. And we're still talking about Running, how we don't yeah. have an identity. That's not great. Right? Not That's good. where we'll leave it for the bye week. Gentlemen, thank you very much. For Olin Krutz, Matt Forte, Lance Briggs, and Alex Brown, I'm Lauren Tomes. You've been listening to the Under Center Podcast. And don't worry, the bye week doesn't mean that our coverage is going anywhere. We got you covered, whether it's me or J.J. Stankovic taking care of the podcast. You are covered. So please rate us, give us five stars, write a review, and tell someone you know about how much you love the Under Center Podcast. We'll see you later on in the week. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.